0: To EPSN, and I'm your host, Emily Paulson. Today's episode will be a little different as I am joined by a couple of Club Juvie members, including Tony Jesky, Kevin Lang, Mark Regalado and my father, Kevin Paulson. And Club Juvie is a pretty special place to you, Emily. It's a very special place to me as I grew up going and being a part of it. It is our tailgating group outside of Austin Stain that we have every single weekend for home, duck games, and even away duck games since we always travel well. And these guys have been a part of it for a very, very long time, and they know it way better than I do.
1: Makes all you guys sound old is what it sounds like. Yeah, we are. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. Uh. You want to go around, uh, Kevin? Since you are probably the longest-standing Club Juvie member, would you like to say anything about what it means to you? Uh,
2: Club Juvie means a lot to me. It's reuniting with good friends from home, from away, from college. It's a place where we know we can park, have a good time, regroup, celebrate duck victories. We got our, you know, our signature duck fart that we celebrate with. We got Brian Thompson on the tunes. We got Oliver bringing the swag. You know, everybody kind of brings something special to the group, and um, it's—I I look forward to. it. It's a lot of fun. Awesome, Tony. How about you,
1: bud?
3: Well, I can't really say anything more than what Kevin said, but it means a lot. It's—it's it's great people. It's important people, and through the ups and downs, it means—it means
1: a lot. I, I can't say anymore. Watching the kids grow up through that, being a part of it. Uh Kevin Lang has both kids who are now going to be graduates at the university like the rest of us. And uh it it means everything. And uh, you know, we we moved over to Club Juvie. It's a parking lot there across the street from Watson Stadium, in an awkward place of the juvenile center, but hence the name. Um, but we all got displaced somewhat out of our lovely our uh, favorite spots out in the gravel spots out in Oxford. right Lottie, you probably got the best story of all of uh, getting moved. Where, where was your old spot?
4: My old spot was what uh, <clears throat> is now home plate at PK Park. Uh, I was there for a long time. And then uh, I had uh, three daughters that played softball. And so they all played fall ball. So I gave it up one season and then the next season, they built the park. And so my spot was gone. And so I'm probably the newest member to uh, Club Juvie.
1: That's uh, right. I,
4: I was an honorary member for a few years, coming and going to a few games. And now I'm all in. I got a spot. I'm, I'm in.
1: Yes, that's right. And you got a kid in
4: school. And I, oh, I got three. Yeah, <laughs> three. three. Three kids going to University of Oregon. Three girls. Holy Someone cow. beat that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have it. Like, like <laughs> I don't pay a mortgage. I pay my five mortgages to, to University of Oregon.
2: You need to live at Club Juvie. <laughs> or, I, I, I probably,
4: I, at least to set up a tent there that all the girls could live at, it'd be cheaper. Right.
0: <laughs> Club Juvie is a re- revolution. Our own drinks. Got our own gear. It's something very special to be a part of.
1: Yeah, thank all you guys for being here. This is special for Emily. Uh, and for the record, since we're being recorded, this is for entertainment purposes only. Emily's a college athlete. There's no betting going on. This is strictly no, no new Heisel around here, all right? So this is all for entertainment purposes only.
2: Ricky wow, be listening.
0: <laughs> yeah. So a lot has happened since our last episode. So, we're going to dive into the coaching carousel of college football and make some bull picks uh, for the final games of the season. And to get right into the coaching, the most shocking coaching change, I think, for everyone was Lincoln Riley to USC, kind of came out of the blue, takes over for Clay Helton, and I think gives the Trojans new life for an upcoming season. Uh, Reggie, what do you think about this new coaching hire?
4: Uh, to be determined. I think he uh, he obviously brings a whole different mental attitude to the Trojans, what they need. But uh, I'm not 100% convinced that they're just going to win the Pac-12 year in and year out. I think he's going to be in for a little bit more of a battle, especially now, than uh, than he may have anticipated.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think he is going to be in for a shock. I don't think he can just mull over people kind of how he did in the Big 12 for a little bit there. But I don't know how much of a – it's going to be a different spotlight change. for a, Being in Oklahoma, you don't get as much press as you do being out in USC.
4: There's more pressure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tony, what do you think?
3: Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he can recruit the West coast. I don't know how he's, you know, assembled his staff, but
2: it, like you said, it's, it's a little different than Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Kevin.
2: But I think uh, Riley keeping Dante Williams on staff was huge for USC and recruiting. Um, he seems to have a real good foothold of the LA recruiting base. Um, I don't like the fact that Riley was outspoken about Oklahoma joining the SEC. He was not happy about that move. And I feel like he was looking for a step out before that. Move happened. <clears throat> you know, Pac-12, Pac-12 coaches are going to use that against him. Uh, I think it, the hire revitalized the alumni base, but I don't know if they're going to be able to stop anybody. And with our new hire, which I know Emily will get to a little bit, That guy has come with the defensive pressure and presence that I think we all can be happy with.
0: Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I would agree and piggyback on everybody's comments there, but I I think it's all about the show. I think they had to go out and get somebody to lead a program kind of like they did when they brought Pete Carroll in, you know, Uh, it's the flash. it's, It's LA. They need to be able to create some sort of buzz in that entertainment market um, one thing I was surprised about is Lincoln Riley is only 38 years old. He, he's still very young. He's had a lot of coaching experience in a short amount of time, but I will say exactly what Kevin said. He was looking for a way out. You you would have been and also ran. You're going to be Arkansas in the SEC at least for the first few years. You know, one thing about Riley at Oklahoma, he had more talent than anybody else in his league. It's easy to coach and uh, not easy, but it's, easier to coach and win when you have the most talent on the field i believe he thinks he's going to do the same thing at usc he he was already recruiting southern california and trying to pull all that in your backyard he should they already say usc has the most talent on the field outside what crystal ball was able to recruit recently um, and they just didn't perform so it'll be really interesting and you know yeah We'll get to some defense and, and what that means for the Pac-12. But I think it's great for the conference. Regardless if he wins or loses, I think it's great to bring that. Uh, our new Pac-12 commissioner needed that. It's a big hire. It, it was, came out of nowhere.
2: It's big money. He better win. But uh, it's going to be great. To that point, Riley has yet to bring the opt-out and transfers back into the program. They're still leaving and going other places. So far, Dan Lanning, two out of three, three out of four guys, he's been able to bring back into the program. I think that's something we need to watch. There's a reason why kids aren't coming back to USC. Not your team. own. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's given yeah. them the same spiel
4: he gave everybody at Oklahoma. You know, we're going to be the mecca. He said it, it was all. It almost sounds like a Willie Taggart feel. Where Taggart re-revert, you know, reused all his verbiage from other places. And, and uh, Riley's done the same thing. And, like, the Oklahoma players were actually literally making fun of him because he used the same exact phrases that he used with them.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. I agree with all you fellas. Going on to the Dan Lanning takes over Oregon. Uh, he's very young. I think he's only 32 years old. 35?
1: 35? 35. 35. 35.
0: And he has a bright future, says he'll stay at Oregon as long as Oregon wants him there. And who knows but <laughs>
3: like, yeah.
0: for, for what I think it's a great hire for Oregon and to take someone who knows how to coach at a high level, going for a playoff uh, national championship right now, and he has good recruiting ties to the East, but also the West. I think it's a great place for him to come and to get to show off his coaching style and take over. What do you think, Kevin?
2: I agree. I mean, I love the hire. I mean, this guy's coming with all kinds of energy, defensive prowess coaching. He's moved up the coaching chain quickly, but look at under the coaches he's moved up quickly with Nick Saban, Kirby smart. Uh, Mike Norvell, who's at Florida State now, he's he's moved up quickly, and everybody just praises this guy. The the hires he's made so far at Oregon, huge recruiting presence, great recruiters. The DB coach we just got from Colorado, we've already got 2023 five-star corners left and right, just thrilled about this hire. Uh, We're about to get uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line coach, Adrian Clem, He will uh, be brought on soon as the season's over. We've got Tosh Lapoy, defensive line coach from the Jacksonville Jaguars coming on. He is considered on the Mount Rushmore of college recruiting. He is phenomenal. We get those guys in the fold. We will get the talent. I know we're going to have talent, but are they going to be able to be coached up? And I think that's the wild card. Yeah. Tony, how about you?
3: Well, I, I'm going to ask Kevin a question. The poi the thing is real.
2: It's it's supposedly it's a done deal.
3: Wow. I, I am very happy with the hire. I like the youth, the age of the coaches, the enthusiasm. It's all about recruiting. I mean, that's, that's how you do it. And I don't think Oregon's going to be out resourced by anybody. So,
0: yeah, I think that's the main thing. I think the next step is to see if they can be coached up and to see if Lanning can take over a head coaching job and manage a game. Because I know that's something that we all talked about that Cristobal kind of struggled with is the coaching part of it. He didn't know how to manage a game, when to use timeouts, how to really coach, but he was such a good recruiter and hoping that Lanning is better at that aspect of it.
3: Well,
0: I think we lost a good recruiter, but we got a better one. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: How are you, Reggie? No, I couldn't agree more. Like
4: I, My, my take on it has been that we um, we lost a good recruiter. We got one that's equal or better. And uh, from a coaching standpoint, I think the ceiling is much higher with Landing than it was with Cristobal.
1: Mm-hmm. I, again, a 35-year-old guy uh, who's already under the coaching umbrella of Saban and Kirby Smart. And Kevin mentioned it earlier, the people just praise him. And it's the same things they said about Cristobal. Nobody's going to outwork the guys, you know, and Lanning seems to be bringing in not only a younger staff, but guys who are already top of the recruiting game. And Tony mentioned, it's all about what kind of talent you can bring in. And Cristobal had a hard time coaching those guys up. It really seems like what the uh, experience and the reputation Landing has, he can take guys and make them better. So it's going to be exciting to see. I think a really interesting perspective is we're talking about these coaches who left really good programs, and every one of them hired a first-time defensive coach to replace these guys. I think there might be a shift in some of this. Everybody chasing offense all the time. You know, Oregon going with this defensive approach in the Pac 12, when it gets to the big time games, you have to be able to stop people. And, you know, as in the Big 12, which Lincoln Riley's familiar with, you're not going anywhere beating people 52 to 48. So um, I'm really excited just to see the different brand. And one last thing about Emily mentioned Christopher and his coaching. It seems like Landing's going to let his guys coach. He's going to get out of the way. I always felt Christopher might have had a foot on people and you know just always playing a little too conservative if he brings in with
3: that
1: yeah if he brings in this dillingham and i know we'll get to some of the transfers but with a quarterback like bo Nix who knows his offense if they can just open it up and cut it loose pretty quick and you get that and we have talent on defense guys they were young and they're going to be healthy it's going to be exciting so I'm, i'm super happy with the hire i think the program's in great shape and uh you know, I'm just glad not to be a Husky.
4: Always. Amen, brother. I was really close.
1: <laughs> As for all Emily's WWU teammates up there in Husky land. They'll appreciate that.
0: Yeah, the Husky hire I just don't know about. But moving on to Cristobal, going over to Miami on the other side of the country, it's the only job I feel that he would have left for. And it's his alma mater, but he has to start brand new again, start from the bottom. I mean, he can't get recruits out of there, but Miami just is not a dump right now, but it's in a hole. Like it has to claw its way out. Um, But how about you, Reggie? What do you think about Miami?
4: Uh, You know, he's going to have success because he's coaching in the ACC. The teams are not that strong so he's going to win games but I feel like it's going to be the same kind of story as here he's going to get some good recruits he's going to win some games but his his steel I I really feel like his ceilings nine or ten wins he's going to mess up a game or two along the way like he did with us every year there's just no excuse for losing to Stanford this year And, and I feel like that's directly related correlated to him and he's just going to continue to do that like you know, unless he gets some brilliant staff member that advises him better and in game, he's just he, he's just going to make mistakes. And so they're going to do well, but they're not going to they're not going to be in the playoff anytime soon. I really feel that.
0: You know? Yeah, I mean, the ACC is definitely going to, I think, help him in a way because the teams are just so bad. And especially yeah. Clemson being on the downturn, Miami might be one of the best better or not the best team in um, the ACC. But going along with that, he's not going to be able to – he's going to still make those – need to make those adjustments to in-games to be able to win those close games. Uh, How are you, Kevin?
2: Well, I think, like you said, Miami was the only place Mario was going to go other than maybe Alabama, but he's not ready for Alabama yet. He's going to struggle in the ACC, I believe. Clemson, it's a blip. They, they recruit too good. They did lose both coordinators, which is going to be problematic, but Dabo will get his guys. Clemson's going to be there. Florida State is on the way up. North Carolina's on the way up with Mack Brown. I just – Miami's going to be struggling. Pitt's even on the way up. Miami and Pitt are very similar. I just – Mario's going to recruit there. But it's not the U of the 80s that we all grew up in. It never we will be. people go look at ESPN's 30 for 30 on the U. That thing, <laughs> that place was unbelievable. I loved the U back in the day. They were yes. so flamboyant, so fun to watch, scoring, trash talking. They were great. Thanks, That's bro. gone. That's gone. My Mario's goodness. not gonna be able to bring that back, not with his demeanor. No way. No. I, I'll, let me
1: jump in there really quick. I totally agree with you, and I, I think demeanor has a lot about that, what you said. That is not Mario's way. He's a military-type guy. He wants it to be clean-cut. We're going to punch you in the mouth. We're just going to show up. That gets you so far, but, you know, he's going to be able to recruit South Florida. That's his hometown. He's Cuban. It's everything that he needs, and I'm super happy for Mario. And, and let the record show, I'm thankful for what he did for Oregon because he took us from a Chip Kelly gimmicky era of everybody wanted to be Oregon because we were the first of the kind with flashy uniforms scoring all the points. Now everybody does it. Look at Pitt. Look at Wake Forest. Those teams are having renaissance years doing that offense. But that is not Mario's way. We saw it up close and personal. He can recruit the heck out of it. He's going to go into people's houses and make young men but the one thing i'll say about miami is it's oregon 20 years ago they are just starting the resource game they got a lot of money and people have promised to put a lot of money into it but it takes years to build those facilities and get that in the right way are they going to give him enough time to do that i mean he really needs to come out of the gate and win but you know what he looks good in the new colors he belongs there they got their guy You know, for all of us, I think it's a great – split. he is way across the country. He didn't go to USC. He didn't just drop himself into the Pac-12 and try to take another job. You know, he went home. So uh, I hope the best for him, and I'm just ready for Oregon to to take our next step, and uh, everybody go.
0: Yeah, Miami just won't be the same. It's not the chain. It's not the swag that it used to be at all due to Mario being who he is, and that's just how it is. Do you
2: the think it go away in Miami? With no,
0: it's, it's still there, but I think it probably will go away.
2: I would think so too.
0: Yeah, um, Tony, do you think Miami could be one of the better teams in the ACC even starting next year, or do you think it'll take like five years?
3: Well, I don't think the ACC is very strong, so I think he can get towards the top of it pretty quickly. I would agree with Kevin Clemson. Uh, Clemson's going to be the class of that conference. I, I just think Oregon is way more uh, way better positioned. And. Uh, yeah. You know, Miami was the only job he was going to leave for. I appreciate what he did here, but I don't think he's going to contend for a national title anytime soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Completely agree with all that. Uh, the last coaching one that I think was a big shocker, may not shocker but surprising to everyone, uh, was Brian Kelly taking the LSU job. And uh, he okay. figured they hit a ceiling at Notre Dame, and, and he just wanted to go to the SEC. And I know this was uh, quite – Thrilling to the, all the media to see him leave Notre Dame after being there for so long. But I think it's a good position for Kelly, but not in the sense for LSU as a program. Uh, what do you think, Kevin?
2: I think it's the terrible fit. There's no, <laughs> lepre, there's no leprechauns down in the bayou.
1: Okay, wait, stop really quick though. We can all agree, I, I've never seen a coach in our generation. Want to go play against the best in the country? He wanted to go to the SEC for him to go and show up to take that
2: unbelievable. Nobody does that. You guys saw his press conference, right? Where he was it's trying so to, fit awkward, him. it was awful. Yeah. It's so bad. It was a terrible fit. The fake out, it's opting out, transferring. It's a terrible fit.
1: So why? I mean again, he was uh, he just became the all time winningest coach in Notre Dame, which I never thought they would even allow anybody
2: to get that title. Nobody leaves Notre Dame, I get it. But nobody plays their schedule either. Yeah. Or, Oregon would I mean, we'd have one national championship if we played Notre Dame schedule. And I completely agree. What,
1: what about recruiting? Is there any uh like limit to what he can recruit. Does he think now he can go get the best talent in the world without
3: Yeah. Well he's gonna have to sharpen up that accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was awful. It was
1: but was he but is he at the time the best available coach? I mean Brian Kelly can win. Oh, he's a great yeah. coach.
0: But when he goes, Ed the-
1: Orgeron won a championship at LSU. Les Miles, those guys are not Brian. Ke- Brian Kelly should outcoach all those guys.
2: Joe Burrow won a championship at LSU. Yeah. It was not Ed Orgeron. There's a reason Tommy Reese did not follow Brian Kelly to LSU. Mm. There's a reason. Yep. Marcus Freeman stayed, obviously, because he got the head coaching job. He wasn't going to leave either.
0: I mean, did when Marcus Freeman got that job that was announced as the head coach, his players around him were so happy and excited for him, and I think that said a lot. Absolutely. And the uh, the Brian Kelly whole thing that he wanted to go play the best and go see, and because he couldn't get all the good games at Notre Dame, but. There's a stat that came out that in playoff games he lost by a margin of 26 points or more, like an average of 26 points in games, and it's that's not just like who you're playing and why you should be so good. It's it means that you're just not ready and prepared enough.
3: Well, how much not that good? How much of that is academic standards?
0: That too. No, well,
1: they should be smart enough to know not to lose so bad.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's a them problem. Yeah.
2: So I was just going back, looking at Miami's first four games next year. Mario's start, Bethune Cookman, Southern Miss, at Texas A&M, Middle Tennessee. So three, not a bad start for him. 3-1.
0: They should go 3 1. Yeah. <laughs> if
1: they have more than one loss, I will be shocked. Like,
2: it'll be very tangered-ish at that point. But then it's at Clemson. We'll yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting.
1: That was fun. Hey, any other coaches that you guys want to talk about? I mean, those were kind of the big ones. We mentioned Washington taking the Fresno State guy, chasing some offense, young kid. I don't know that he can recruit well enough. Montlake's in perfect position for me right now. I love it. Anybody else?
3: Let me throw this out there. How about the NIL and the uh, transfer portal coming in?
1: That's a huge part, Tony. You're right. We have
3: players.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know that NIL's really taken hold yet. The transfer portal for sure, but...
2: Well, it has the University of Texas. I mean, they their NIL deal straight up said, if you sign on early signing day, you got 50 grand coming your way. That wow. is insane. Wow. Wow. You get it.
1: Is that a car dealership?
2: I have no idea what it was, but 50 grand you sign. So really quick,
1: hey, Kev, let me ask you really quick, and I know you, you probably out of our little group here, know, but Oregon started a, or Oregon's affiliated with a company, a lot of old Nike guys that isn't pretty Yeah. So I mean, when we talk about NIL, that's the kind of stuff that's coming. It's the outside. It's almost like agencies for these kids via how I can help you find
2: contracts. They're a think tank. They're bringing in ideas, companies, they go through division street to offer the kids opportunities. I mean, it's basically they're funneling opportunity outside of Nike.
1: Yeah. For every kid, though.
2: Yes, any kid. Yep, any kid. Yeah. It,
1: it, 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 the college football landscape in the next 10 years will be insane. I can't imagine we're not down to super conferences and some of these teams pitching it. I, I really can't. I don't know how you stay in the game if you can't offer that stuff.
0: Well, the kid that
3: comes to mind is the kid that committed to Ohio State, yours, and he transferred out without ever playing it down, got a million dollars from a. Ohio- from somewhere oh yeah, correct me if i'm wrong but now now he's transferred to texas
1: yeah
3: i'm sure he got a lot more money on that end too
1: yeah and, and again, I'll, one other kid is what's the number one recruit who went to jackson state to play with dion at the historically black college and people are freaking out like oh well it must be about money well what college is it now everybody's offering money so whatever that is and it, I think he's a cornerback. Why wouldn't I want to go play with the greatest cornerback ever? So um, we need that. That's a whole nother conversation, but that'd be a fun podcast talking about how that's going to change sports because it can't just be football. That's going to be basketball soon enough and all these other sports, let alone baseball sure. kids who are trying to, you know,
2: why go play in the minors on a bus for four months when I can go to college and get paid. So who knows how far that goes. Emily, is NIL even discussed at your level?
0: It's discussed a little bit. Like some of the girls who I know, they have a dealer, like deals with some clothing brands and they can sign modeling agencies and stuff like that now. It's a lot smaller than it is for like college football and stuff like that, but it's, you can get paid now, which is, it's just so crazy.
2: We can pay you to wear club juvie gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's Oliver? Wait a minute.
4: Now. That's something right there. We got to do that. We got to make that happen.
2: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. All right. What's next?
0: Next is our bowl picking. So how this is going to work is we're going to pick on spreads. So I'll say the game, who's playing, and the spread for the game. And all these games don't start until the twenty eighth. Um. And we'll pick him, and he will – my dad will do a spreadsheet. Um, so, the first bowl game uh, that we'll do is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Minnesota versus West Virginia. Minnesota's favored by five points. And who do you have, Tony?
3: I just can't go with the roll-the-boat guy, so I'm going West Virginia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like it kevin
2: i concur i'll take west virginia
0: and how are you reggie
4: that makes three of us they can row the boat the other direction
1: <laughs> i'm telling you right now i'm taking the boat rowers i like Please. it hey when's the last time you see a coach dressed up on the sideline and he's still fiery out there maybe
2: but not by five yeah, I don't know. I'm
0: giving up five. Where's this game even played at? Wait, what, what's the name of this game? Guaranteed Rape bowl. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Sounds like it's somewhere where we're going to roll right down the river to victory, so I'm taking Minnesota.
0: It's in Arizona.
1: Oh, no, not a lot of rivers in Arizona, man. <laughs> All right,
2: why are we going to that
1: game?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to take West Virginia, too.
2: All right, we'll <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
0: <laughs> So... Hey, pee on a limb.
2: Story <laughs> belongs.
0: The next game we have is the Holiday Bowl, which I think is very intriguing. It is UCLA versus NC State, and NC State's favored by one point.
1: By the way, we've all been to a Holiday Bowl. We all can appreciate how lovely San Diego is this time of year. It was fun. I actually, if Oregon would have played Oklahoma in the Holiday Bowl we'd we'll be doing this podcast live on a uh, site. in San Diego, So uh, I love the holiday bowl. It's a, it's a great bowl that I'm going to take. UCLA. Why? One, uh, because it's 45 miles down the road and uh, NC state's coming along. NC state, I- I'm surprised got the uh, favorite here in this game, but I think chips, you know, 30 days of practice. I think, I think they're going to be able to have something. And uh, I think DTR is playing his last game, right? I, I think he wants to go out winning. He's not skipping out on a bowl. So I like UCLA basically at home.
2: I'm going with uh, NC State. <laughs> they've won two in a row. They're the hot team coming in. UCLA has lost two in a row coming in. Chip's not interested. He's, he's done. NC State.
0: It's true. Uh, I'm gonna go with UCLA because I think just the having the home crowd, and I think maybe more people will tend to that game. Have you been to a home game at UCLA.
1: They no, sure the hell not driving to San Diego to go to the game?
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe people wanted to use it as a Christmas gift. It was a
1: it's
0: <laughs> Christmas gift this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Go see a palm tree. <laughs>
0: How are you, Tony? Who do you have?
1: UCLA. Oh, uh, Homer. Homer.
0: Reggie.
4: Oh, geez. Um, It's a pick-em. My my initial reaction is UCLA for no particular reason.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Kevin, you're a little wolf now for that
0: one. That
3: that could be in
4: your favor there, Kevin. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: Next bowl we got is the Liberty Bowl, which is Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. Leach and his team is favored by nine and a half. A big spread. Ouch. (laughs) Hey, really quick,
1: talking about coaching changes, I was pretty impressed with the job Mike Leach did this year, going to the SEC, got his first full year. Uh, He's got that program. Leach is a sneaky coach, man. And, again, he belongs
2: in every one of these (laughs) towns. Yeah. I want to go last.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Reggie,
4: you go first. Okay, I, I mean, I got to go with Leach here. I, well, I got nine and a half points. Um, a nine
0: and hey, a half is a big spread. Who's the quarterback?
3: Is that Oregon quarterback quarterbacking for Texas Tech? No, he went Oh, for no, he's out for the year. He's out for the year.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, he's not. No, he's
4: not. He's not? Is Chuck's playing. I thought he was out for the year.
2: Chuck's girlfriend. Is Damian. my cousin's daughter at my mom's service. chuck has been practicing. He's expected to play in the bowl game. I don't know if he's going to start. Okay, then.
4: I'm oh, my God. Now you're I'm, I'm definitely yeah. going to Mississippi State there. Like, give me MSU. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> <not> <laughs> it. They may not score any points, Texas Tech. I'm just saying. I
2: uh, like it. Okay, Tony, how about
3: you?
0: You Texas think Mississippi State will for,
3: for Mike Leach, he is too freaking weird for me. Texas Tech. <laughs> Wait, who did the
1: Reggie take?
0: He took Mississippi. State. Yeah. All day uh, long. I'm gonna take Texas Tech because I do nine and a half is a big spread, so I'm going Texas Tech. Yes.
1: It's okay. Kind of shuck. There's a reason it's nine and a half because suck sucked So <laughs> I'm going with Mike Leach, the air raid. They're gonna score at least 48, 49 points. So I, I know Tyler, he can't score that many points. I'm going Mississippi State.
0: All
2: think. right, Kevin. All right. So I'm not saying that Shuck's starting. I just know he's going to be healthy to play. But here's the reason why I'm taking this <laughs> state uh, Texas Tech owes Mike Leach a buttload <laughs> of money. Oh, that's pissed. a good he's point. He's that's got a lawsuit going. They owe him a couple mil. He wants to rub their face in it. Leach is going to come out and score 100 if he can.
1: Okay, let's give some history because Melissa Bentley's podcast I has no idea, but Mike Leach's first job was at Texas Tech, and he left on very unfortunate <laughs> circumstances. He wasn't he was fired, was but he was the door. Tool shed. <laughs> and that player's dad was a big ESPN <laughs> right? Yeah. But <laughs> bottom line is what Kevin said is that uh-huh. there's been an outstanding lawsuit for 10-plus years. And you're right. I, the, the, this is why I love bowl committees. They can find lines into putting teams together that are crazy. And this is a great one. And uh, I'm with you. Mississippi State is going to roll. I, They're
2: going to try. They're going to yeah. try really hard. What's the high
1: highest high. scoring bowl game ever? Because Mike Leach might try to do it. <laughs> oh, God,
2: that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait for that one.
0: I'll be intrigued. That's a great favorite bowl game on the schedule already. Uh, Seriously. All right. The last bowl game on the 28th that we'll be picking is the Birmingham Bowl, which is Houston versus Auburn. And Auburn's favored by two and a half. But Bo Nix is out for the rest of the year and transferred to Oregon. So
1: He's backpacking across the country to Eugene right about now. (laughs) So he's he's somewhere in, in Utah?
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, Tony, who do you got for this game? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to
3: uh, go with Houston. If I thought we the- had a technical
1: difficulty for a second. What? I thought we had technical difficulty, like we froze up and it was such a long pause.
3: You did. Your technical difficulty <laughs> was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to go Houston just because I think Auburn's in a little bit of upheaval.
0: Yeah. Where's
1: this game played at? Is it in Texas anywhere? It's called Buffalo and I think it's in it's it's the the Alabama. Ball. It's a good point. Good point.
0: <laughs> Who do you
1: have? Uh, I, with that said, I guess I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to go with Auburn. Um, Houston had a wonderful year. I think once they lost and didn't beat Cincinnati, 30 days for them has been a pain in the ass. Not so much looking forward to trying to win a game. So I'm going
2: Auburn.
0: How are you, Kev?
2: I'm going uh, Houston. 70 points points is the most points ever scored in a bowl game, by the way.
1: Mike Leach is threatening that. He's already scoring points. He's not even in the parking lot yet.
2: I thought I was going to own that game.
1: He might go for two every time. That would be awesome. I should send him a note. Go for two every
0: time. Uh, I'm going to go with Auburn since it's basically a home game. How are you, Reggie?
4: I'm going Houston because I don't think Auburn gives a, uh, a rip about <laughs> yeah. being there. And Houston, you know, when you're playing the big dog, you want to beat them. So I think uh, Houston's got a lot more interest in the
1: game than Auburn does. So Houston. I've seen Auburn fan up close in personal. They don't care who they're playing. They want to beat someone's ass. It's not, I don't know about that. Michael we'll Dyer
3: was down. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Dyer was
1: down.
4: He was down, damn it. Uh,
0: December 29th, a big day for Oregon fans as it's the Alamo Bowl, Oregon versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by four and a half. It's the battle of teams with no head coach.
1: Er. So I'd like to point out, Kevin mentioned earlier about Mike Leach and the uh, payback he wants. I read an article with Bob Stoops, and, you know, he's one win away from being over 80% in his winning percentage. And the loss at Eugene against Oregon back in 2004, Adrian Peterson ran for 200 yards, and we on sidekick that thing. And the guy came up with the ball out of the pile, and the refs gave it to Oregon. Anyway, Mike Stoops is still – or Bob Stoops is still talking about that game. He's still This there. game means something to Bob Stoops. Yeah. Oklahoma's going to win this game. Like, they, they are practicing to win. I'm not sure what Oregon's in the midst of, but I was already interim coach Stan leaving. But I know it means something to Bob Stoops, and it pisses him off, and he wants his game. He thinks it's going on his head coaching record. Like, isn't he a volunteer coach? Like, but I'm going over home.
3: I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I know.
0: I gave you my reasons. Reggie, who do you have? jeez.
3: Uh, geez. Um,
4: I got to agree with KP there. I'm not going to say it.
1: You have to say it out loud, Regalado.
4: It's I'm our... going to abstain, or I'm
1: going
2: to take Oklahoma. He's mm-hmm. got a little. Tony, uh, you want to do it, or do you want me to do it? What? You want you want to do it, or you want me to do it? What? I'm taking Oregon. <laughs> Tell me why. Well, first of all, <laughs> nobody even knows about the game Bob Stoops lost. <laughs> who's, he, who's he gonna? He's gonna fire up his team over a game that happened seven, hey, eight, eight years ago. So. It's a
3: good point. point.
2: It doesn't mean anything to them, it means something to Stoops. I think this game means a lot to Anthony Brown. It's been an awful, awful year for the kid up and down. Oh,
3: it's been so up and down.
2: Caleb Williams is a superstar for Oklahoma, but I think our defense is pretty stout. I, I, I think. With our opt-outs versus their opt-outs, we have more talent on the field. But I, 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 think, I think Oregon shows up to play. I don't, know, I don't know why. I think they do. I you love know. it. I hope you're right. but I know. It, it could be awful, too.
0: I'm going to take Oregon as well because I agree with the whole Anthony Brown thing. I think he's going to come out and actually play decent because the last two games have been so bad.
3: And the so last we,
0: game was so bad.
3: It was one game we watched twice, I think. Yeah, so it, was like, it was like it was, it was like on winning. repeat.
1: Okay. And again, that couldn't have something to do with coaching. Morehead and Cristobal are gone. So you know what? Let they they them keep play.
2: Morehead, Morehead's there. Morehead's plays. Oh, that's right. that's right. Which which is a good thing because Cristobal's yeah. gone. Morehead right. All his yeah. game. He can be a That's great the most uh, intriguing That's actually road.
4: the best explanation I've heard so far that I can agree with Oregon because Let moorhead do his thing and he yep. doesn't have that voice in his ear. you want to change your pick?
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Anthony Brown still, still I a a
4: quarterback. Kevin he seemed, was there. I had to park a park.
1: A nice <laughs> kid, but jeez. At the Pac-12 championship game, I said, if I ever see that kid play again, like, I can't even understand what, but Kevin made a point. He earned it. He put in his time. This means a lot to that kid. So, hopefully, Anthony Brown gives us the Civil War game, gives us his best game, and we beat him. But it's in Texas, Oklahoma, again.
0: Tony, are you going with the Ducks?
1: My –
3: head says Oklahoma, my heart says Ducks. I agree that I am very, the most intriguing part of this game is to watch Moorhead call plays without Cristobal standing over his shoulder. Totally agree. So yeah. I'm I'm going Ducks. I, I will not. I will not go against the Ducks. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Another game that's Pretty intriguing is the Cheez-It Bowl that day. It's Clemson versus Iowa State. Clemson is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I just think this game is, I think it's Big 12 versus ACC. I think it'll be very high-scoring, and I am going to take Clemson. All right. Even though
2: they don't – well, is there an offensive coordinator – are there coordinators still doing that game? No. Nope. Not so fast,
3: my friend. Oh! oh! oh it was so.
2: I, I think uh, Clemson losing both coordinators, this plays right into Matt Campbell and Iowa State's hand. They bump and grind just like they did the Ducks last year in the bowl season. This has got Iowa State written all over it. Kevin is prepared. You're too prepared for this. Dude, I've had COVID for the last four days. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Protocol, Sony,
2: protocol.
4: Jeez, you have? Oh my gosh.
2: Tony, how about you? Clemson.
4: Reggie? All day long, Clemson. Oh Uh, the 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 talent on the field. The talent on the field is very stark difference.
1: The Kevins are gonna
4: compelling reasons.
1: Kevins are gonna book in this one. I'm taking Iowa State for the same exact reasons, Lane. this means something to the kids at Iowa State. They are stuck in, uh, at school right now practicing in Ames. That, that, what do you think the snow levels there? Uh, Clemson, no coordinators. Their, their offense was a mess all year. I, I'm shocked DJ Ugulele. Is that right?
2: Well done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: I practiced that in the bathroom for at least 20 minutes. But um, How poorly... That kid has been able to. He was supposed to be the Heisman winner. Okay, yeah, so, co-
4: so question: Would you rather have U- Ugalele or
1: Anthony Brown? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll take Ty I don't be- know, sir, uh, but no. Honestly, that kid was a big Oregon recruit. I going to Clemson, replacing Lawrence Dude. Hard. But man, that it, he should be a star by now. There's rumors he was talking about going to the transfer portal. So I think Davo's got a mess. And I'll give you a little insight. Emily has a little uh, uh, nugget that she thinks could be potential. You should keep an eye
0: out. The potential is Clemson lost their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, didn't have the best year. Media was all up on him, up on Davo Sweeney. Davo Sweeney was seen at a Raider game, very close ties with Al Davis. Might take the Raider job.
1: Well, Al Davis is dead, so I'm oh, like, not yeah, okay. Mark Davis. Mark right? Davis. Yeah. Well, yeah, how about Dabo to the Raiders? Why not? ACC's coming up. Kevin, you mentioned when you start getting your ass kicked by Wake Forest and Pittsburgh, and now uh, Mario's coming up. How do you
4: feel out. about that?
2: Yeah, i, I Urban.
1: Oh God, no
2: Urban. But I, I think Lincoln I, Riley's name is going to be open for every NFL job too. He's going to be linked. Yes, he's not. You know. It's, yep. it's As he
1: should be, he's young, right? So, it'll be interesting. Clemson's got a lot on their plate, though. Davos starting over. What happens when you go back to five and seven every year? We saw it happen to Helfrich. It doesn't take long. A couple years and you're that. Saban's not retiring anytime soon. I'm not sure he can take the success, too. All right, what's next? Uh, next
0: game is the Pinstripe Bowl. Virginia Tech versus Maryland. Maryland's favored by three and a half. Who do you have, Kev?
2: Well, Burmeister transferred, so I'm going uh, Maryland. Wait a minute, he transferred again? Yeah, he's in the portal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez.
0: may he will come back to Oregon.
2: Oh god. As a water boy. <laughs> going with the terps.
3: Kevin's going to get a drink.
1: I, I would, you know, I'm gonna go with Virginia Tech amongst all the craziness that's going on with Virginia Tech right now, you know. I'll be curious to see what happens. They, uh, the Beamer Kid, uh, who was in South Carolina and whatnot, i I really believe that the Hokies somehow step up. I, I just don't believe in the ACC Maryland wagon. So I'm going Virginia Tech.
0: How are you, Reggie?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go v t too. I got a uh, a good uh, a business associate that's a Virginia Tech fan. And knowing Burmeister's not there, yeah, I'm definitely going Virginia Tech.
0: (laughs) How are you, Tony?
3: I'm VT. I just think the conference is better. The play is better.
0: I'm going to go with Scott Van Pelt's alma mater of Maryland. I think they can cover the spread, and I think they're due for a bull win. Both of these teams are 6-6, six and six, so they barely made the cusp of bowl season. So. Alright. The next bowl we got is the Las Vegas Bowl of Arizona State versus Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's favored by 6.5. And, and I think this game is very important to the Pac-12. I think Arizona State really needs to win this for our conference. And I think but I think Wisconsin always travels well and they'll want to go to Las Vegas because no one wants to be in Wisconsin right now because of all the snow. (laughs) So I I'm gonna go with Wisconsin.
2: It's a good pick. I think this is one of those games who wants to be there and who doesn't want to be there. Arizona State's driving three hours, Wisconsin's getting out of the snow into the into the sun for them. ASU's probably dropping ten degrees in temperature. I think ASU's a mess. I think I like Wisconsin. How about you, Dad? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I
1: I think the opposite with ASU. They finally have a little stability. They kept home, Edwards, right? They, there was a lot of chatter that with his recruiting violations. At least he's trying to get something done there. ASU's been up and down. They lost to a pretty good BYU team. They went through the Pac-12. You didn't know what <laughs> week they were going to win or lose. Um, it's in Vegas wisconsin's on the other side of that they've been also an up and down team i think they lost four in a row and then one five in a row or something i you don't know what team's showing up um six and a half's a lot of points usually wisconsin wins by two so i'm going to asu i'll take the points i'm not sure they get it done but i think they cover how are you tony
3: I'm sorry. As much as I agree with you, Emily, that this is huge for the Pac-12, this is Wisconsin all day.
0: You agree, Reggie?
4: I do. I have no faith in ASU.
0: <laughs> By the way.
4: Wisconsin just seems to care more, and uh, ASU, I, when's the last big game they won?
3: Can't tell you. Keep can't go, tell uh, you. Huh? Tell the Badgers to pick up their garbage this time right yeah hey so I'm who
1: what was the score of asu and utah because i have a feeling wisconsin will play like utah and uh, if it was close maybe but anybody know no idea they had both played right they're in the south together
3: yeah
1: i guarantee utah won though well, or uh, state
3: beat utah
0: uh utah beat arizona state 35
1: 21 35 yeah i guess that covers the six and a half that sounds about right Yeah. Moving on.
0: Moving on to the Music City Bowl, which is Tennessee versus Purdue, and Tennessee's favored by four and a half.
1: When do we get to go to the Music City Bowl? That sounds fun.
2: Right. Home game for Tennessee. Home game. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go with Tennessee. I think they can cover, and I think it basically being a home game that they'll have a lot of fans
1: uh I would agree with Tennessee I think there's uh again finally some stability there you know Josh Heupel stayed there was a lot of chatter maybe he would look at the Oklahoma job going back home if you will um even though he was fired by Stoops but I I like Heupel I like what he's doing at Tennessee I think uh you know at least he's got a head start when Oklahoma and Texas roll into that conference so I like Tennessee in the home game
0: Who do you like, Reggie?
4: Uh, I got to go with Purdue. I've never bought Tennessee. Their best days are in the past. Um, Purdue played some good games this year, so I
3: I think I'm going Purdue. Who
0: do you got, Tony?
3: I'm Purdue. Giant killers. Purdue as well.
0: Oh, the Purdue bandwagon.
1: Yeah, I could go Big Ten. And your guys are right. Purdue won a lot of big games. They played against some tough teams. I just don't know. Do they care? I don't know. What's it? All oh, they
3: get. It's as big as oh. it gets for them.
0: Beating an SEC team. Well,
1: like you said, Tennessee's close to home.
4: They're probably going to uh, enjoy it a little bit more than <laughs> Purdue, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah,
0: I <laughs> All right, the next bowl game we have is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And I feel like this was chosen for a reason these two teams: South Carolina versus North Carolina, and North Carolina' is favored by nine points.
2: Is Sam Howell playing?
0: Mm, I don't know.
3: That's pretty enormous question there.
0: Oh, that's the first Google thing that comes he opted up.: it out. No, is actually,
3: it, I, don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah. He net wait, said his decision he's playing in it. He said he never intended on opting out of the game, so
2: he's playing. If that's the case, I'll take North Carolina. They were supposed to be a playoff-caliber team this year that just kind of didn't live up to expectations. Yeah, like nine points play. is a lot. Yeah.
1: South Carolina, they got a pretty good defense. Isn't uh, Beamer's kid the coach there? Yeah. yeah I, where's this game at? Is it in the Carolinas? It's
2: the only way they yeah, could get I, people. Probably in Charlotte.
1: I can't believe they're driving anywhere else. So, you know yeah. what? I'm going to take the points, and I'll take South Carolina. Uh, I agree with Kevin. Uh, uh, what's the old Texas coach, Mac Brown?
2: Brown.
1: coaching in North Carolina. They were supposed to be way better than they turned out. That, that ought to be a red flag. So, I like South Carolina covering that.
0: I'm going to go with North Carolina. I think because of Sam Howe playing, I think they have a better chance and can cover. The nine points. How are you,
3: Tony? North Carolina.
0: You agree, Reggie?
3: Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I looking at. See that, South Carolina, baby. Yeah.
1: Go, Game Gamecock. <laughs> you knew I was going to sneak that in somewhere. I don't know. Then we can edit, edit it out. Those are, those
4: are South Carolina colors, right? Like so. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it.
0: Uh next game, it's it's on the thirtieth, even though all the rest are on the first is the Peach Bowl. And it's Michigan State versus Pitt. Michigan State's favored by two and a half. This game I think is not gonna be very high scoring, but
1: <laughs> well, What would you like that? then?
0: I I don't know. You have to come back to me.
1: Oh, well, Emily's looping around to the back. I'll go first. I love this game. I think this is a classic game of different conferences, different styles of play. I, I'm really interested to see who can win this uh, battle of styles. Uh, Michigan State had an unbelievable year. Uh, they did some great things, uh, but I'm not a believer. I I, Pitt, I think they played in some big games. I think they performed when they needed to. Uh, I like Pitt's offense a little better than what Miss, uh, Michigan State can move the ball. So. I'll take Pitt and get points, which I'm really surprised they're underdogs.
0: Reggie, who do you have?
4: Yeah, I'm not a Michigan State believer. Mel Tucker's done a nice job, but it's kind of smoke and mirrors. I'm going with Pitt. They have the better quarterback,
2: too. You agree, Kev? I don't. We got two top five Heisman Trophy candidates not playing in this game. Waller for Michigan State, they're running back. And Kenny, the quarterback for Pitt, they're out. They've opted out. So I'm not sure. I'm going to go with Mel Tucker's defense to get some turnovers against an unproven quarterback in that game. I'm going to go Michigan State.
0: Who do you have, Tony?
2: Big Ten, battle-tested, Michigan State.
0: After thinking about it, I'm going with Michigan State. After
1: hearing from my friend Kevin Lang and (laughs) Cole Judy. After
0: after hearing expertise, I'm choosing Michigan State. Also, because the not Kenny Pickens' play, Pickett playing, makes a huge difference. And I
1: want to say I'm putting an asterisk by my pit selection. I did not know he wasn't playing, but I still believe enough that wherever that backup is, he can sling it. I'm with you.
2: It's (coughs) not Dan Marino. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, Tony Tony
4: Eason.
1: I'm not Tony Dorsett. Dorsett. (laughs) Can he come back? back. Tony Dorsett, Tony Eason. For all you young people, go look up those on YouTube. Dan Marino, Tony (laughs) Dorsett.
0: I was gonna say, speaking of Tony, Tony the Tiger Bull for my Washington State. That
4: was that was a great segue. Yeah, that was really good. That, really
0: that game's now canceled, but if you had to choose someone for that game, it was a pick em. Uh who would have you chosen, Reggie?
4: Wazoo all the way.
1: This was my favorite game on the schedule. Before yes, was game. Game. This was my favorite game. The, the Washington State versus Chris. You don't think Chris of took the game plan? And gave it to the Miami guys and said, right. hello, this is how we beat them. Like, I, yeah. I, I wanted to see it so bad. Uh, I'm really disappointed this game isn't happening. But uh, I think I would have taken Washington State as well.
0: Tony, who would have you taken?
1: Wazoo.
2: 29.
0: Wazoo. I would have taken Wazoo as well. I just think they're better than Miami. Langer?
2: I would have taken Wazoo.
1: Yeah, in a pick'em game, this is honestly the best outside of the NC State game minus one. Yeah. this is the best bowl game on paper if you go by the spread. I, I, a pick'em in a bowl game is pretty rare these days. You
3: have a Can head coach to too, Excited
0: to coach. Tony the Tiger Bowl? <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard of Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving to uh, New Year games on January 1st. Uh, Fiesta Bowl of Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. Notre Dame is favored by two points. And I'm going to go with Oklahoma State because I think they really, really want. They finally got into one of those big bolt games. I know they really wanted to make the playoffs and just missed out on it. And I think even though Notre Dame probably does care about this game with their new head coach, I think Oklahoma State will come to play and cover the spread. So I'm going with Oklahoma State.
2: I'll go next. I'm going Notre Dame. Uh, Oklahoma State lost their last two games of the year, the last game by six, seven inches, which would have got them into the playoffs, oh, yeah. right? That's a big letdown right there. Notre That's Notre what State. she said. <laughs> big letdown. Ouch.
1: I'll go next. Uh, You know, Notre Dame, Emily mentioned earlier a coaching change, but every single kid in that program was ecstatic that Marcus Freeman got that job. They've talked about what he's done and practiced differently. They seem to be um, getting ready and and practicing at a level that, for most bold teams, isn't even thought of. So I I do like Notre Dame. As, As great of Oklahoma State their season was, Their defense was phenomenal. Their defensive coach also left and took a head coaching job. So I don't believe he's coaching in this game. I could be wrong, but I don't think he is. And as Kevin mentioned, when you get that six or seven inches short, man, you just can't recover. So I'm going Notre Dame.
0: Who do you have, Tony?
3: I'm going to go with Oak State's defense on this. I I think Oak State gets it done. Reggie, you're last.
4: Nice. You're a tiebreaker. Uh, as much as it pains me, I gotta go with Notre Dame. And um, they they want to play well for their new coach. Like it, that's that's all I can say. Like it, they're they're a pretty good team. Oklahoma State's probably the better team, but I think Notre Dame's more motivated here. Agreed. Next up is the Rose Bowl.
0: Ohio State, Utah. Big game for the Pac-12. Hey,
1: is this where we use the boo button? Boo.
0: And Ohio State's favored by six and a half. And I know Ohio State always travels well. They always do. They want to get out of Ohio out of the snow. But I think Utah will travel really, really well. First Rose Bowl, one Pac-12 championship this year. And I am going to go with Utah. I think they can upset Ohio State. Ohio State hasn't had the best year. I think Utah, I know I heard it coming off that the playoff was bigger and they would have gotten in if it was like an 18 playoff. Utah is a team that no one would want to play right now because they're such on a hot roll. So I'm going with Utah.
3: Way to rep your conference.
0: How are you, Tony?
3: Ohio State all day. In this- <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? I think, I think Strouds. I think Stroud can get it done. The receivers can get it done. We. I mean, we just did not learn anything from playing them twice. So, I hope you disagree with me. I would like to be wrong on this one, Kev.
0: Hey, if you look at it, Utah beat us. We beat Ohio State. So technically, uh, Utah should beat Ohio State.
1: First of all, Utah <laughs> kicked our ass twice. Uh, I didn't want to talk. I'll go next. Uh, I, I think, honestly, for most of this, this is a great matchup. I will say, to Emily's point, you, Ohio State always travels unbelievable. I just heard that they returned 7,000 tickets of their 20,000. That I've never heard of. I think Ohio State's trying to talk themselves into this game, meaning something, and they're trying to build themselves up. Utah, on the other hand, this is a first. Their whole state is traveling to it, L.A. to go to this Rose Bowl. They've never been to a Rose Bowl. I've also heard rumors that it could be winning last game. Like, that's floating around, and maybe if that could go out. Isn't
0: that quarterback Where's he going
1: retire. I I don't know, but all I know is this game for Utah is their national championship game. I I have to believe that they come out firing on all cylinders. What they did to Oregon, I thought once was okay. When they did it again, exactly the same way. I, I just think that, to Emily's point, I don't think anybody wants to play them right now. Now, granted, 30 days break, you never know what a team shows up, but I think Ohio State's the team that's trying to convince themselves it means something, even with their wide receivers. But I'm going Utah um, for a Pac-12 sweep of Ohio State this year. Great
2: points, KP.
0: How about you, Kev?
2: I'm going Utah. Yeah! Yeah. To Kev's point, Utah wants to be there. Ohio State's kind of hedging. The loss to Michigan was brutal for them. Hadn't lost in a long, long time. Uh, we still haven't heard about Ohio State's opt-outs. Alave, Garrett Wilson—they could be opting out. I mean, Haskell could be opting out. All of Utah people are in. All their players are in. This is huge for them. So I'm, uh, I'm going Pac-12 and uh, Utah. Yeah.
0: How That's are you, Fred? Oh.
4: Uh, yeah. There's one team though that cares way more than the other. And
0: it's Here we go. Utah. <laughs> Tony, you want to go again?
3: Nope. I'll hold
0: my ground. The <laughs> uh, The next game is the Sugar Bowl. Ole Miss versus Baylor. Ole Miss is actually favored by one point, so it's kind of another pickup. I
2: want to go last.
0: You want to go last?
2: I'll go All first. Right.
0: You go first, Ken.
2: So supposedly two coaches that Oregon really wanted to hire. Dave Aranda, I heard, we opened up the checkbook. Bill Knight said, whatever, whatever you want, fill out the check, we'll pay you. He turned us down, said it wasn't the right time for him to leave Baylor after one year. Uh, Lane Kiffin, offensive mind, would have killed it in Eugene. Would have killed it.
0: Please supposedly Phil, Phil,
2: Phil wasn't a big fan of Kiffin and maybe some of his shenanigans. I'm looking forward to this game. It's offense versus defense. I'm going uh, Kiffin and old Miss. You
0: like it? Reggie?
4: Uh, I've got a good buddy that went to one of these schools, and I trust the coach of one of these schools way more than the other one. Old Miss, Miss,
1: baby. I thought that was going to completely the other way. Safe. When you say said- it. I got a coach I trust. I'm like, well, that ain't Kiffin. Geez, that's no way.
4: I, I would have not said that five years ago, but I trust him right. now. That was impressive. I
1: like it. Emily?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Ole Miss too. I think Lane Kiffin does a great job with the offense, and I just – Baylor's really young. So, Tony, how about you?
3: Well, I have to. I'm owning Baylor on this. I think Aranda's the better coach. I think kevins you can't trust him. Baylor's a more rounded team.
1: I'm with Tony, the tiger on this. Wow, Tony, I'm with you, buddy. Uh, I honestly, I love this game. Kevin mentioned it. It's offense, defense at the highest levels of college football right now. What uh, Aranda's done, and Kevin called it, the Ducks wanted that guy bad. And I'm kind of surprised how many teams were re- really willing. What he's done there, it's amazing. And it's no nonsense. You don't hear it's not a lot of flash. Nobody's in the media. And for Baylor, let's be honest, let's stay out of the news. We're never in yeah. the news for a good reason. So Baylor is on top of their game. Uh, I like what he can do. I Again, I love Kiffin, and I do like the shenanigans for those of you that know me. Uh, I do like that, and I think he could have killed it in Eugene. But, again, it usually wears thin in a couple years. I think what this exactly. guy's thrown at Baylor and the fact that he turned everybody down to stay at Baylor uh, says a lot. So I, I like Baylor in this game.
4: Not to be a total con- contrarian, but did you see Oranda back into that win against Oklahoma State? He tried to give that game away, and he almost did. The, the difference is that Cristobal that does give it a away. disaster, and he won anyway. That but Cristobal point. Point. Oh. – Yeah. All right. All right. Just saying. Just saying.
0: This next game is really intriguing to me. SEC, Big Ten, Citrus Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. Iowa's favored by three points. Field goal. And I think this game's just always Big Ten, SFC is always a pretty good matchup. Kentucky's had a really great year. Iowa had that big win at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm going to go with Kentucky. I think they can upset Iowa, cover the spread. I think their offense is better, and I, I'm going to pick them.
1: Cool. Oh, good job.
0: Sorry, Tyler Berg. <laughs> How are you, Reggie?
4: Uh, well, in looking at that, Kentucky, you know, they're not a traditional bowl team. So I'm kind of thinking they want to be there more. Iowa, you know, that's a good season. But I feel like, you know, that they were ranked in the, uh, the top, you know, playoff echelon for part of the season. I feel like that's maybe a letdown for them. So I'm going Kentucky.
2: You, Kev? Oh, I'm going Kentucky all day long. Sorry, Mr. Tazler. <laughs> I was, I was offense. Hey,
1: you awful. know Tazler still signs the checks, right?
2: They're yeah. awful. Throw I
1: one awful. game, Kevin. Throw it.
2: <laughs> Red is three for a reason, but it's for the wrong team. The first team to kick a field goal wins this game. I'm taking Kentucky.
0: <laughs> you agree, Tony? Iowa, 9-6. Nine six My Iowa?
1: Wow. Iowa. I'm putting yeah. the score down for you, Tony. Nine to six. Uh, and I'm with Kevin. I, we know people from Iowa, Tyler Berg, Rick Towser. I love you guys. But the three-point favorite is maybe more points you're going to score in a game. And I can't believe <laughs> Kentucky isn't going to put some points on the board. And I, I really like Mark Stubbs. I got us talked about a lot of jobs. He stayed there. Uh, And Kentucky, ever since Rich Brooks was there, Kentucky's been one of those teams that uh, is solid. So I think they show up and play. Iowa can't score. So I'm going Kentucky.
3: We are talking football, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, Next game, another Big Ten team, Uh, Penn State versus Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. Another pick'em game. Penn State's favored
1: by one point. I would love to take this one. Uh, I think this is another great matchup that people should watch. I think this will be a very entertaining game, and I'm going Hogs all day. <laughs> Arkansas is legit. I don't know what anybody else watched through the year. Penn State looked terrible. Iowa, Penn State, Wisconsin—those teams were carried with the Big Ten flag this year. They beat a lot of crappy teams. I don't know that they ever beat any real good. Purdue beat better teams than any of these other teams. So I I do believe in Arkansas. I think what Pittman's doing down there, Arkansas in the next couple years be fighting for an SEC championship. So I'm going Hogs. I'm going Arkansas
0: too. Woo, pigs. (laughs) How are you, Tony? I'm
2: going Arkansas in this game. I'm, sorry. I'm also going with the fighting John Daly's in Arkansas. Yeah,
1: I wanted to get there.
0: <clears throat> Reggie, you agree?
4: Uh, I do. I've had some good experiences with John Daly for another time.
0: Uh, yeah,
4: I got to go with the fighting John Daly's and the fighting. Uh, what was it? Was John Daly Jr.? Like, what? Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. JD2. JD2, JD baby.
1: Hey, JD, that's so. That's the only sweep, the Kansas picks, the only sweep on the board right now. So it's not your Kansas. It's not my Kansas. Whose is it?
0: R Kansas. Kansas. All
1: right. Which leads us to the worst bowl game <laughs> on record. How this game is January 4th by itself, no other game on TV. As much as we love Willie the Wildcat, this is a terrible game.
0: Texas Bowl, K-State versus LSU. K-State's favored by three and a half.
3: K-State's favored in this game.
0: Yeah. You got him, Tony?
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Will Brian Kelly be on the sideline using his fake accent? (laughs) Are you coming to me
3: first on this one, Emily? Huh? Are you coming to me first on this one? Yeah. Wow! No, I just can't. I have to go with the SEC.
1: (laughs) LSU, Emily.
0: Oh gosh, I I think. Hey, before
1: we pick a little chat. Didn't Kansas State just get a big quarterback transfer portal? This is Kent State, dude. Yeah, but he's not playing. Oh, it's Kansas State, isn't it? Kansas State. Yeah, Yeah, Kansas State. State. Adrian Martinez from Nebraska decided to go that means kansas state's kansas state's got something going on man i'll take Kansas State. i'm going with really the wildcat to beat the big old southern boys with a fake coach and they don't even have a coach kansas state's got a coach they've been practicing the same way the whole year i'm taking the wildcats giving up three and a half that's for New brent
0: I'm going to go with Kansas State too, because anytime I pick against them, they always win. So I'm going to go with Kansas State. How are you, Kev?
2: Can I get bonus points if this game gets canceled because of COVID? Yes. <laughs> and then hey, you can't open Based on that guess, this game gets canceled because of COVID.
1: I'm just going to put you down
2: for cancel. Uh, and if that they counts do play as for two points, reason, I'm going to LSU. Only because of my buddy Doug Nussmeier, his kid's a quarterback at LSU, is getting going to get a chance to play. Yeah. So I'm going to go with LSU and rooting for that kid.
1: I like the hometown feel from that, man. Good pick.
2: Yeah. I'm still going with COVID. Yeah. COVID always wins, Kevin. Randy, yeah, I mean
4: you're
0: the tiebreaker.
4: Well, um, I used to have a K-State divot tool, but I don't. I have an LSU one.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: LSU. Uh, LSU.
4: LSU. All right. That was a smooth move. I, I like that. that I'm nice. trying. I'm trying, my man.
0: The last two games that we have are the two semifinal games of the college football playoff. First one being the orange semifinal. For Michigan versus Georgia, two versus three. Georgia's favored by seven and a half. Pretty big spreads in back, both of these games, actually.
1: Quick question If Oregon was in the game, <laughs> would Crystal still be the coach? If Oregon made the playoff, would Crystal Ball still be Yes. That's a really good
2: question. Yeah. I, think so. I you
4: know have to her out. Yeah.
1: I really ponder, if they, and if they would have left and we would have hired the Georgia guy, our coach would have been coaching against us in the game. That seems very weird to me. <laughs> All right. Who do you like, Emily? You want to lead us?
0: I'll lead us. I'm going with Michigan because I don't think Georgia can cover the seven and a half spread.
1: Woo! Wow. Ah. So. That's a surprise. That's a big
0: surprise. to me. How are
3: you, Tony? I'm gonna follow your logic. I think Georgia wins the game by less than seven and a half.
0: Wow.
4: Reggie. Um okay, so I have both right here. <laughs> <laughs> I uh my gut tells me that, but I want that, so I'm going with that.
1: And just for the record, everybody who can't see this, we're on a Zoom call, and Mr. Regalado is a golf rep, and every time he's making these picks, he's pulling up divot tools and ball markers of the teams, so that was very impressive right there. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. PatGolf.com for you people out there, just for the record. PatGolf.com. There's a dash in there.
4: Yeah.
2: It's all good. Uh,
0: you jumping on the bandwagon, Kev?
2: Nope. <laughs> have you guys seen Georgia's defense this year other than the Alabama game? They've only given up seven points all uh, every game. They went against Alabama and a passing offense that exposed them. If you guys have seen Michigan play this year, they are a run first team. This works right into Georgia's benefit. Uh, Georgia wins. Good points by Kev. And
1: I'm glad I'm last because what he said, yes, Georgia's going to win, people. I don't know what you've been watching all year. It's not snowing in the dome or in Miami last time I checked. So, Michigan, I, I really don't think this is going to be one of those Notre Dame games. I, I think Georgia is going to put the clamps down. They're the better team. They got 30 days to prepare for this game. Harbaugh doesn't have that much up his blue, plant, blue pants, but I'm going Georgia.
0: For the second semifinal game, Cotton Bowl, Alabama versus Cincinnati, one versus four. And Alabama's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Big spread.
1: Uh, I'll go first just to get it out of the way because I hate this game. But uh, I also think it's, it's a really good game by the spread. I'm really curious to see how Cincinnati comes out and plays against the quote unquote big boys and if they can line up with Alabama and play. Um, one thing Cincinnati can do, and they showed it against Notre Dame, is keep it close. So I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm gonna take the underdog. I think Alabama I
0: think that, win or just uh,
1: spread. I, I don't think they'll win, but I think if it's close at the end, Alabama might choke on it because Throughout the year, Alabama won way too many close. The only game Alabama looked like Alabama was against Georgia. So is that a fluke? Was that the normal? If they peaked, it's 30 days since. I like Cincinnati in this game.
0: How about you, Reggie? Uh,
4: Well, uh, the 13th house a lot. And clearly I don't have anything logo that says Cincinnati. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going Bama baby they uh they kicked the crap out of Georgia and uh you know they figured their stuff out they struggled early they figured it out I would love Cincinnati to keep this close but I just don't think I don't think they do
0: how are you Kev uh
2: for reasons why I picked Georgia Alabama figured them out Alabama all day long. It's it's going to be a blowout. It's not going to be close. Uh, Fickle's going to be under some pressure being the first uh, group of five in there. There's some pressure there. I think it's Alabama, Nick Saban having all this time to prepare. It's, it's SEC versus SEC again. Tony, you agree? I, I'm
3: afraid I do. I just don't think Cincinnati's going to be up for the task. So I think Alabama's going to cover that.
0: I'm agreeing with him. Alabama all the way. <laughs> all right. So we are going to do picks for the championship game. Just who you think is going to win it all or who you think's going to be in the championship game. So I'll go first. I think it's going to be georgia Alabama, sec game. And I think Alabama will win again. I don't like to say that, but... I think it will happen. How
1: about you? Well, even though I just took Cincinnati to keep it close, I do agree it's going to be one of those ugly SEC rematches. I I think Georgia's defense is too good not to get by Michigan. I think Alabama's too good just not to get by Cincinnati. Um, But in the rematch, uh, in the first game, I really thought Georgia was going to get it it was in atlanta i thought it was fairly close that might have been too much for him I, I think it's working in georgia's favor they gave it up in the first one um, i'm going to take georgia in the championship game, and then we're going to get a national championship coach to a university party go
2: ducks! go ducks! i agree with everything kevin just said there georgia for men.
0: tony you agree
2: Alabama
3: over Michigan, 28-17.
1: Yeah, that's what you had, Bama over Michigan. What? 28-17? I'm putting down the score. You just called that. Well, for you, I barely know what team's in it, but you already got teams in the score. 28-17. How about
0: you,
4: Reggie? Well, I picked Michigan and Bama, but I'm hedging – (laughs) <laughs> and taking Georgia to win it all.
1: Oh, my yes. God, wait, no, I didn't even know if that's legal. There's no okay. rules, there were no rules set. So no, there worry, were no uh, rules. I like it. Totally hedging. I like it. All right. Excellent.
0: <laughs> so that's it for the bull picker. But the last thing I wanted to talk about, Kevin brought it up a little bit, was Cincinnati having more pressure. And I wanted to discuss if we do think they have more pressure for being the first non-Power 5 conference team to play in the playoff. I know this has been a huge debate that they they don't play enough good teams. They shouldn't be in A, even if they go undefeated. And the playoff committee finally gives them a chance because they look so good this year and they're undefeated. But do you guys think they have extra pressure on them?
3: They absolutely do. Everybody's after their coach.
0: How about you, Reggie? Uh, you know,
4: it, it seems over the years that most teams have to go through the process and the process is generally losing before you win in a situation like this. So yeah, the pressure is huge. I, I just feel like, you know, if this was the third time there that they might be able to do it, mm-hmm. but this is their first time. So I'm, I don't I, I think there's a ton of pressure. And I'm not going to say they're going to cave, but they're just it's going to be a tough go for them.
2: I
3: totally agree with what you said.
0: I think especially playing Alabama, that's a tough task for anyone, but especially for a team who doesn't even – their yeah. hardest opponent this year was Notre Dame, who isn't even in a conference either. And we've seen what Notre Dame looks like when they go to the playoff and losing by an average of 26 points. So I just think it's hard on Cincinnati and – it's a lot of pressure from them to try to make it be like they should have a qualifying chance to get in every year. And I know they're going to join the big 12 soon in a couple of years, but I think they just lose badly against Alabama.
1: I think it's a tough spot for them. Like you guys said, the lights are already bright enough. Now you're going to throw Alabama and everything that brings with it. Um, This is that whole David versus Goliath thing. I mean, they could raise up. They could be the Hoosiers group. I think it's great for college football that they made it, but it took a lot. Every domino had to fall correctly for them to get there. I just hope that they uh, you know, enjoy the experience in a sense, and they take it for what it is. I mean, it's a program changer for them. Moving into a new conference, they're in it. So, um, kudos to them, but you know, I, I think the pressure's too much. I, I just think that, that that situation and that being on the field, you're going to see a lot of turnovers and some sloppy play I don't think you've seen out of them all year.
2: How are you, can Well, I think we've seen this two times prior before, right? We, have, we saw Urban Meyer and Utah go and kick the crap out of Alabama. And then we saw Chris Peterson and Boise State oh. go in oh. and – beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. But those were two unique offensive game plans that caught those teams off guard. I don't see it here with Luke Fickle in Cincinnati. It's too close to the vest. It's too Mario Cristobal. I think Alabama just crushes them.
4: Well, they add on to that. Those two games weren't to get into the national championship. They were just bowl games. True. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're, this is a whole different ball of wax here. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Completely agree. Well, I want to say thank you to you guys for helping me out and doing a bowl picker and talking about the coaching of college football. And I want to thank you to all of you for tuning in to another episode of EPSN. And don't forget to follow and subscribe for more episodes. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and is going to have a great new year. And enjoy bowl season, everyone. Thanks a